sisters, listen closely. Finding out he's the one can sometimes feel like traveling through a desert of uncertainty. I mean, every time you feel like you've reached an oasis, it ends up being a mirage. As your resident sister and friend, here are five common red flags that you need to steer clear away from. First up, if he's asking for your phone number straight off the bat, but not your dad's, well, that's a major red flag waving in your face. Next, if he's hitting you up with texts and calls late at night, you better believe he's not serious and chances are he won't respect your boundaries. Watch out for those put down disguised as sarcastic banters. You know, the ones that make you the butt of the joke. It's time to show him the door. And oh, if he's more interested in hearing himself talk than listening to what you have to say, girl, that's a sign you need to run in the opposite direction. And let's not forget the classic line, my ex was crazy. Yeah, right. If he's mouth-mouthing his ex left and right, chances are he's the one with the issues. And those are just the obvious red flags. Let's help you uncover what's really hiding underneath the surface with Vibe Check, the ultimate prompt card game for meaningful connections. Crafted with deep respect for Islamic traditions, Vitech goes beyond the surface, allowing you to discover the essence of your potential life partner's faith, character, and aspirations. With eight thoughtfully crafted categories and 135 thought-provoking questions, Vitech ensures a comprehensive understanding of your potential spouse, from values and ambitions to personal quirks and preferences. I mean, skip the surface-level discussions and dive straight into what truly matters. Visit our website, www.thedigitalstory.com now and take the first step towards finding your righteous partner. Your journey to marital bliss begins here. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It is your sister and friend and bestie you already know. And you're listening to the Digital Stern Podcast. Now, you guys, I'm extremely excited about this episode. I'm not about to tell you just one story. I'm not about to uh, just introduce you to just, you know, I guess you don't know. I'm, in- I'm about to introduce you to a bunch of people that you do know, but maybe didn't know. Or maybe you do know because you're a bit nosy. Or you don't know. And now I'm about, to, I'm about to introduce you to your family. Now, there have been so many episodes that have meant so much to you guys. Episodes you guys have re-listened to, episodes that you guys have taken a real take into, episodes that you often go back to whenever you need that reminder. The, the thing that makes these episodes special is not only the guest or myself, but it's also the women behind the episodes that put it together and have it ready for you to listen. It's the crafters it's the producers it's the project managers it's the people chasing these stories down standing at the hedge to ensure to get the best stories for you guys who essentially put their heart and soul into these stories into these episodes so they can be what they need to be for you they're also some of my favorite people ever because i work so closely with them and I know personally, and it feels like a family behind the scenes now we don't call ourselves a digital story for no reason okay we are really, literally, quite literally, a digital sisterhood behind the scenes, and you'll and you'll know you'll know what I mean when you get to know them personally. But without further ado, 
because you know I can talk a long talk. You get me? I'm gonna call you Shaw. <laughs> I do with this British accent because um, I don't know if you guys know, but we've been we're being taken over by the Brits at TDS. Literally being taken over by the Brits. I have a, a British accent every now and then because of them. Um, but l- without further ado, let me introduce you to my favorite people ever, 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 and who bring all the magic and love. This is the podcast team. First of all, I'm so excited about this episode. Only in general, for first, we've never all been on a mic together talking to each other outside when we're working. Um, so I'm really, really excited to just like you know get to know you guys. Um, but I, I wanted to, I want you guys to all first before we start. First of all, who are you people? Who are you people? Introduce you guys. Uh, she even go here. Who is she? Who's who's that girl? Hannah's that girl. So tell me, who are you? Okay, well, who who is Hannah? Where are you from? Hi, hi everyone. Salam alaikum, salam alaikum. My name's Hannah from London, South London, to be precise. Let's get it right. What is it? Wait, grr, 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 what are they doing? Everyone, everyone knows about Croydon. Everyone's coming for Croydon, but we can't. Oh my gosh, she's in there. It's not the ghetto guys. Everyone's very friendly. They're very nice. Um, but Deco, this is where I feel safest in South London. I don't like to cross the river. But I'm, I'm. My name's Hannah. I'm from London. I'm the lead producer on the podcast. I started. Um, Summer 2023 on the Love mm. Tender series. Mm. And it's been very exciting working with the team, working mm. with everyone, get to know the people that I was listening to for so long. It's like, I yeah. love the podcast. I was oh. a fan before. So, alhamdulillah, yeah. super grateful oh, to be working with all of you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been such a whirlwind. And I will say, like, at TDS, we only really take people who know us. <laughs> You know, like, very rarely do we work with people who have never heard of us. Yeah. I think the only person we've worked with is Yusuf, who just found out about us now. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody been been part of the TDS, the you know, circle and family. Yeah, we definitely get on the mic. He's our, he's, by the way, guys, he's our new Moroccan Jonathan, yeah. okay? <laughs> but one day, maybe, inshallah, <laughs> he gets to come on the mic. You guys get to know him, inshallah. But I thank you, Han. Always, 24-7. Um, but thank you, Hannah, for your introduction. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, here I see is Maheen. Maheen, please tell us, who are you? Assalamu alaikum, guys. I am Maheen. I am ex-South, now Northwest London girly. I'm a mm. mama to my beautiful Samaya Noor. I have to give her a shout out because, you know, you'll hear her in the back of the podcast. you hear her crying. you hear her ba- laughing. That's who she is. I have also been here since summer. I am production manager here at the podcast, and I love my girlies. I love yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> see, see what I meant when I said the British are taking over us. So Allah be like, I don't know why. I, I like to take the, as you guys always say, the piss. But I love <laughs> my Brits. I really, really do. Um, but I my, really think you'd fit in here. You think so, guys? She's she's lying a little bit though. I've heard either call London the curse. Oh, line. No, no, no. I didn't call it the curse line. Stafrullah. Stafrullah. To be late. Stafrullah. To be late. I didn't call it the curse line. I called it a third world country. That's what I said. Yes. And, and and to be honest, that yeah, is not your. I, know, you know, I, I you promise you, it's a little bit better. Said, but listen, listen, <laughs> listen, she listen. Said listen. We don't have 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 um, five lanes. Oh, yeah, no, five, five lanes. Just, your road is. T- she said bad things have happened Excuse here, me. so bad things will continue. To oh my god! It's a very scary. I'm not <laughs> guys. Am I lying about? I feel like you guys agree. I've never seen you guys see protests. Sorry, but Canada's history. Canada's scary. I I never rated Canada. My God, I'm scared. I'm embarrassed of where I'm from too. What the heck? 
um, especially like with everything going on. We've got terrible heating. We've yeah. got hot water bottles. Yeah. I remember you were confused about the hot water bottle. I was. I was shocked when I was like, oh, I'm freezing. And then they brought me a hot water bottle. I said, what the hell? Why don't you just turn on the heat? What is this hot water bottle? I was so appalled. Like, I was like, I feel like I lived in the medieval ages. I said, what the in the world? What in the ghetto is happening? And, but alhamdulillah, but honestly, I feel like the ghetto, forget about the ghetto, I feel like you guys are wonderful people, because you, you know, you just guys are, you guys just have all the personality, all the fun, all the laughter, you guys are just who you are, mashallah, but um, let's take it to Africa, Kuwait, please introduce yourself, <laughs> Sister <laughs> Africa, Miss Africa. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum, guys. Uh, so I'm Khoya. I am associate producer. I've been working with TDS since um, February 2022. So two years almost, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and uh, I've worked on a few episodes. Her name is Hannah, mm. Racism and All Its Friends, mm. all that good stuff. Um, yeah, I love it here. And I'm from Mauritania. I don't know if I mentioned that. And for people that don't know, I know a lot of you don't, which you should be embarrassed yeah, about, but you know, I'm not here to judge anyone. Okay. It's in North Africa between Morocco and Senegal. And yeah, yeah, that's that's me. And they have fitness classes in Mauritania. Yeah, they do for okay, women. You know what? I don't like you know yeah. Do you know what? I'm I think I might take this time as well to let you guys know that all of the TDS group are so whitewashed. It's crazy. I'm, not me. I'm a hundred percent Wakanda. I'm a hundred percent Wakanda. Stop that to be I'm not there are some members like that, not me. But it's about me. Not me. It's not about me. me. I never I made any say, crazy African statements. Everybody's so surprised. <laughs> everybody's so surprised because we have fitness classes. And That's not me. Oh, I didn't make that comment. When I'm I from Africa. Them, what I the heck? Them, wait, wait. When I tell them I don't live under a tent, but in a house, you let me tell you how surprised <laughs> they were. No, you're going to get First of all, everybody on this team is black, mostly. Well, actually, two of us are. And the rest of us are colored. I promise you, there is no... There is no proof in her what she's saying. That's okay? why I was surprised. Subhanallah. I only think color in this shit. Stop digging. And then people are like, oh, stop now. We have to continue working with each other. Stop. All right, all right. All right. You guys, but she's... Sometimes, actually, I, and on like a day or two during the week, I do enjoy my time working with them, but I can, it depends on the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, congratulations for giving me a chaotic introduction, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I feel like... I feel like that's it. Thank you for listening, everybody. That's about it. No kidding. Um, <laughs> um, but yes, um, uh, I, I love all you guys. You guys already know. And thank you guys for doing this episode and 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 sharing yourselves to everyone. Um, so I kind of wanted to break the ice by playing the infamous. Can I get a little bit of a drum roll, please? You already know. We're going to play Vibe Check. Ah. You already know. It's, uh, and if you guys don't know what Vibe Check is, it's a, it's a card game that TDS came up with uh, to make getting to know people for marriage easier. It's a uh, question prompt game where you can ask questions to a person you're getting to know and get the details that you need to know. Because we are done with 
asking the potential person we're talking to their favorite color because that's not going to do nothing for you. That's not going to pay your bills, girl. We need to know the nitty gritty. 2024, everybody need to get married. You get me? Everybody need to get married. Matter of fact, I'll ask the married people on this on this team later at the end of this episode. So maybe marriage advice because you all need to get it together. Yeah, and they're married. Mashallah, tabarakallah. Uh, but Vicek is currently in restock. So go ahead if it's not, if this episode will come out and it's not, Sold out because you know how Vicek be doing selling every five minutes. But if it's available, it's available, guys. Go check it out, inshallah, and get yourself Vicek. Okay, so normally this game is played with a man and a woman. It's really, really good in my opinion. But I'm gonna we're gonna play the game as a team, and I want to see what your answers would have been if somebody would have asked you this question. So for our first icebreaker question is <clears throat> it's gonna be from the intimacy section because we're gonna. We're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna dig deep. We're gonna dig deep with each other. So the first question to all of you guys is if we feel unhappy with each other, right? Let's say you and this particular person you're getting to is unhappy with each other, what would be the best way for you guys to talk about it? How would you have answered that question? Fight. 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 <laughs> and and then uh, oh my god. Fight. I, you know, you go with toes, right? Go uh, you know that fighting we don't condone violence, <laughs> but you know, sometimes fighting is sometimes okay, fighting is okay. okay. I, ha- I have a clarification. Yes. Is it an honest answer or is it? Because you know, you said if if we weren't married, because there's I have a different real answer and I have a different answer if I was trying to get someone to marry me. I'll, I'll oh no! Okay, okay, okay. Wait, wait. Okay, wait. That's a that's a spicy. That's a. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, let me, let, let me, let me. Okay, wait a, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, so I, I want honest answers. Uh, but remember, you're talking to somebody you're getting to know for marriage, right? And you're asking them what would they would have been like if they were married. So if you were unhappy, let's say, okay, okay, I, I don't condone switching up answers just to marry a guy because you're gonna look crazy when you marry this guy. You realize, no, no, I can't. You're cute and whatever, but you're actually crazy. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want it to happen to everybody. It's you know? So you really... It is a bit problematic. It's a bit problematic. You want to be able to answer authentically <laughs> so you can find your authentic person. Are we just trying to marry any Bob, Abdullah, and Ahmed? True. Are we trying to marry any Abdullah, Ahmed? <laughs> or are we trying to marry our, our Muhammad? You know what I'm saying? Like, which one is it? So I'm going to ask the question again, okay? If we feel unhappy with each other, what's the best way for us to talk about it? Well, if it's heated... I'll mm. say pause, don't talk about it in the moment. Mm-hmm. Take time apart, go for a walk, do something. Um, speaking from experience, guys, I got married in lockdown. Oh. <laughs> I, <walk> <laughs> I heard, I heard lockdown way. marriages, if you survived that, you could survive God anything. Damn. That was mm. five years in one. Mm. It, was, <laughs> it was a lot. So if you can, go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, take some time apart. And then, because I feel like, I don't know, because I, I think because I've been married for a while now, it's a bit different because... I know my husband's trigger point, so I know what not to say, or like I know how to approach something. So I think it is a bit different. I can't, I can't extract myself from the situation. Do you get what I mean? Like it's, yeah. So I, I know how to talk to him. I know how to like give him a compliment first. I mean, like I know you're doing X, Y, Z, but this A, <laughs> A point A is not really coming. Like, you know, it's not really like matching what I want. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe kind of make it like a personal thing like this is something that I want and I want you to to change for for, for me as opposed to like this is how you react for everyone yeah I, I personally I, just a question for you guys who are married you know like if I'm unhappy I have 
Mm-hmm. I learned this thing, new, new thing. It's not new, really, but I just recently learned mm-hmm. this about myself, which is our attachments, like anxious attachment, yes. avoid mm-hmm. it, avoid it, you know, secure. I noticed that I, I realized that I'm anxious. So whenever there's a problem, I want to resolve it right Me too. there. <laughs> I don't want long talk. I don't want, I have to think about it and sit me down. No, I don't want yeah. that. It's like, okay, you, you're unhappy, I'm unhappy. I, I like, I need to get off my chest. Let's talk it through and then call. But then, that's not reality. Some people don't handle things that way. Some people need time. And I'm like, I, I, can't, I can't imagine that being frustrating for me. You know, a little bit. Because I'm like... Extremely frustrating. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Because it's like... Yeah. In that, cause I'm very similar to you in that I do want to resolve it now. And on top of that, it's not just that because I want to resolve it. It's because I can't do anything else. Mm. During, like, cause so my husband can just continue with work. He can continue looking after the baby. Like He can just continue. Like, life mm-hmm. is normal. Yeah. Whereas for me, I'm like... <laughs> dwelling on it i'm simmering and it's just gonna reach boiling point so i Mm -hmm. think it's just kind of coming like halfway and letting him know like okay i know we need time because he always needs time to like kind of gather his thoughts Mm -hmm. i know we need time but i'll give you a day as opposed to two three days right Mm -hmm. and i want you to then come back to me because you know i'm upset so you come to me then Mm -hmm. when you're ready and i'll just try read a book oh yeah (laughs) yeah you and i are twins that way what about everybody else yeah you know what I would say one thing is because every situation is not going to be the same you know like just because you're having an argument and I don't have to directly answer the question but don't let everything else fall apart like one thing me and my husband will do like even if we're arguing if I'm making lunch like maybe we won't eat together but I'll still go and make him lunch I will silently go and hand him that chicken sandwich you know and he'll do the same for me and then that reminds the other person that you know what this fight is not the be all end all because that, you know, like we still love each other. Mm. If you do those little acts, if he goes for a walk, he'll sometimes he'll go Tesco and he'll bring back a chocolate mm. bar. And then I think, I'm, I love this guy, you know, <laughs> he knows my favorite chocolate and it brings it back a yeah. bit. It brings it, yeah. Don't take everything mm. away. Don't sleep separately. Take your time that you need, but don't, don't take everything mm-hmm. away. 100%. 100%. I love that. I think it's also, do you know what I think for me that I learned recently is learning where I am in my cycle. And that mm, yes. pivots everything. Because I know, like, just before my period, don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we can have a simple <laughs> conversation at this point. Yeah. Afterwards, like, yeah, we can really go deep dive into the issues. But in the meantime, we can just be kind of like, not just civil, but kind of be like, okay, I, I love you, I love you, whatever. We're still good, we're still friends. But we'll come to the, the situation after my period passes. And that... that 110% helps me so guys learn your cycle yeah <laughs> learn when to talk yeah. and when to keep quiet by the way it's very powerful what you're saying I just recently started to like uh, monitor my cycle and because there's also times where you have a lot of energy right and then manage your cycle based on your workload and like yeah. and the way that you go to the gym and the way that you interact oh my god it changed because you know when you're not paying attention to your cycle you, you start to feel like you're sad every day you're like what the hell's wrong with me and in reality you weren't in reality you weren't you know what i'm saying and, and so it can kind of really confuse you but just knowing about your body can really um change how your relationships with other people and the way that you interact i 100 agree that's part of that's why i probably learned in, in, in adulting is about cycle 100%, 100%. and, and, and you'll be very like, smart so my sometimes my husband can make a joke and i'll laugh about it yeah sometimes i'll cry and i'm like yeah you know you know what like sometimes you know sometimes you know the thing is there are moments where i'm like oh yeah like men men really need to 
deal with a lot in terms of like their partner. But then I realized they're also crazy. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> Men are also not normal. Like they have their moments of irrationality. They have moments of like, you know, so I just think we're, we're just a specimens of imperfections. We're all imperfect in our own way. And we use wisdom to work with each other, you know, and patience. That's what, you know, like people always say, oh, like when we talk about our cycles and we're like, yeah, this is why women are like, it's not. Everyone is not normal. And everyone has their thing. <laughs> At least I like to argue that women like can can locate it quicker. They'd be like, yeah, 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 I'm definitely Definitely. I'm I'm definitely you know on the cycle. I'm in what do they call the lute the luteal <laughs> luteal phase. phase. I'm in my follicular phase. You know you can get if you ask me for a million dollars in this phase, I might just give it to you. You know, <laughs> which is like which is kind of scary now to think about it. Maybe we shouldn't tell men about our vernacular phase or something like that. No I'm kidding. <laughs> Even my, my app, like, it allows my husband to see. Yeah. So he can see for himself. Yeah, that yeah. That's, see, I love that. I see, I love that. I love that. That's beautiful. Is that weird? I think that's really beautiful. I think it's very the, the fact that you're, I love your, it. I love your it. spouse knows your what you're going through based yeah. on weeks. That's kind of deep, you know. That's deep. So you can know when to joke. When to keep quiet. <laughs> when to just bring chocolates. When to you know be out of sight. Be out of sight. You know. What I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but what about you, Lemisa Roya? I'm I'm not confrontational at all. So I don't know. I wouldn't be able to tell because I'm not married mm. yet. Um, and I don't like confrontation in, like, uh, generally speaking, like, relationships, friendships, etc. And so um, what I usually do is when I think it's not a big deal, I just don't, like, I fix it within, like, just between me and myself. Does that make sense? Which is not a good thing, I know, mm-hmm. and I'm working on it. In 2024, I'm trying to be more, You would be like, my worst nightmare. Confrontational. Oh, yeah, you would be my worst nightmare. Wallahi. Yeah, if I married a guy like you, yeah, worst nightmare. And you know, you would notice, because I would always have that shift of energy where I'm just yeah. like, meh, you know, yeah. I'll side-eye you, but I won't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, a bit of an issue. <laughs> you know? Oh my God. That's actually hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Just trying to be honest, you know? Like, not really. I'm not... I could be the toxic person. I think. No, 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 I no, 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 no. You're not. You're not. You're not toxic. <laughs> I think. I think. Um. I think all of it is 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 just knowing the person deeply. But just because because you're maybe maybe you're not confrontational, maybe you're secure. Believe it or not, maybe you're it's you're secure attached. And and but I feel like as somebody who's anxious and somebody's just kind of not recognizing the problem and doesn't oh, like yeah, confrontation, yeah. I'd be like, I'm not trying to be confrontational. I'm trying to solve the problem. You know, see how I say problem, yeah, guys? I see how it. I did that with the British accent? See, I have to catch myself. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have to catch myself. You see, love, problem. Love you really have a yeah, problem. Yeah, I really do. British accent. After you try to do Somali, right? Maybe, guys, maybe it is. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it is. Maybe I am seeing... Maybe I am seeing it's my accent, guys. Maybe it isn't British that I'm doing. Why this whole time I thought you was doing it? <laughs> no, maybe you're right, guys. I'm confusing my uh, my accents. You're the only one here that's met all of us, right? Yeah. I would love to know what you thought of all of us before and then after meeting us. So maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. No. What, what, it, 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 <laughs> the thing is, is like I, you know, I, you know, my favorite thing is people. Like I love people. I'm everything people. Um, and I like I love being wrong about people that's i know it sounds weird but i love being wrong i love when people tell me nah you gotta be wrong like you know like oh that that's so cool so i remember i think you surprised me too as well because hoya is like guys if you know hoya she's very sweet very kind very smiley but when i met her in spain i saw spicy hoya 
I met like way longer because I remember I was getting okay. So we were in Malaga, and I mean everyone was staring at me because of my naqab and abaya whatever. And like I was quite taken back by the reaction because it was, guys. I kid you not. I'd exit the flat, and because because Malaga is so beautiful, it has like a, a lot of courtyard seating and out, people eating outside. People can see you right away. So as soon as I exit, people just took out their cameras. Imagine bare people like your Kim K. Like, like, and, I, and huh? I'm not even exaggerating because Hoya can literally defend me. You saw with your yeah, own eyes. Yeah. Kim Kardashian uh-huh. has nothing on me. Me, Kimmy, me, Kimmy. <laughs> me and Kimmy, we're the same, bro. We're the same. And I was like so shocked by the reception. Because I, guys, I'm, I'm in a hobby. I've getting looks. I've experienced, you know. But this was an unnormal level. It was a point where people would stop in front of me people would take pictures people would take videos i started to wave remember Hoya? i started to wave at them hey like queen like yeah. i was the queen of england yeah. hey i said at this point what can i do like i just have to wave and like make light of it and i remember hoy was like oh this is cute and then hoy would get mad like if she's just waiting i, I would look at her i see her as like a shark she's watching anybody that says anything to me okay because she she <laughs> saw anything crazy she was gonna snap you know, and like she would always watch me. She hated when I walked behind her. She's like, oh, she'd like, other, walk faster. Other, keep standing in front of me. Other, <laughs> I was like, everybody was like, I think, people, I, I mean, I can see why everybody get nervous because it was like, we don't know what these reactions, what these looks mean. But I will say like, and then you said this too, it's like the locals are just curious, you know, it's, yeah. it was the tourists mm-hmm. that had a problem. If I'm keeping her yeah. a buck, yeah. yeah. But I think <laughs> what was really pissed me off was I'm not gonna lie, the Americans. Why were the Brits upset that I was there, bro? Why are you here? Why are you here? The the old uh, white women in Brits, Brits were so mad. They were so mad I was the there. They're the, worst. they're the ones who travel and assume that everyone speaks English. Uh, that's that's just the Brits. It's embarrassing. I don't like saying I'm from the UK when I leave. It's but, embarrassing. but the locals, hey, or waving, or like smiling, or taking, like, it's just the cutest thing ever. And it just, I don't know, I, I felt really comfortable there. Um, and we had a great time. And so me, I mean, I saw the spicy side of her. I saw the defense, the, the one that was like, I, I will fight toes. I don't care. Um, and, yeah. And she, Nobody mess with my people. No. <laughs> I'll confront you for that. See, I will confront you yeah, for that. Yeah, she'll confront <laughs> Yeah. It's the elder sister in you. Because you're the oldest. Yeah, I guess. You, don't, you won't fight your own battles, but if anyone touches mm. your people that you love, then it's on site. Yeah. yeah. So I, 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 and it's crazy because I'm an eldest daughter, so I wasn't, com- I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I, it's not familiar for me to see somebody defending me off the bat. You know, I, I'm I'm always ready to defend myself. But Hoya's sitting there looking at me like, oh, hell nah. So it was it was really a great experience. And and, and one thing I really took away, Hoya, that one thing I really like about you is that you, you proclaim your gratitude. Like, you'll always say, Alhamdulillah, I'm happy to be here. Like, I hear you say it all the time. Like, you'll be just eating, Alhamdulillah, I'm here. Like, even day four, she's still saying, <laughs> I'm so glad I'm here. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I, I remember thinking, I need to display the kind of gratitude Hoya has all the time because it's like, <laughs> she verbalizes it. And it's like, part of your gratitude is like thanking others around you for making the experience beautiful. Not just saying, oh, I'm here to be in the middle of these mountains and somewhere in Spain. I don't know, meeting you felt like I knew you my whole life. I thought it would be. Yeah, that's what. It, it felt like I don't. Know, I thought it would be a bit awkward because I've worked with you for what a year, two years at that point, and I'm leading you only for the first time now. But I was like ready for that, like oh hey, you know the awkward hey girl. Me, me but it too, wasn't but that I way. Just felt like, 
<laughs> it literally felt like I saw you yesterday. Yeah. That's what's so crazy. Yeah. Oh, so it crazy. was so it was really really funny. And then guess what? Seeing Huawei and Aisha together, Aisha, who's um our our legal team, they both speak French. They also have been friends before they came on TDS. The whole time, these people are like speaking French every five minutes. And I kept recording them. I said, look at these French people, and they look like they were arguing all the time. But they, I'm sure they weren't arguing. Wow. You know what I'm saying? But they looked like they were. <laughs> we were. I was like, what are they saying? But it was just, to me, it made me smile because I'm like, oh my God, look at how TDS is so multifaceted. The team members speak different languages, you know? They're from different places in the world. And it's just, I just was smiling. I was like, I could not even imagine a, a workplace like this, which is the most ideal workplace in the world. Like, who gets to work with people from all over the world? the different backgrounds and languages they speak and, and do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to do it for Allah's sake. Yeah. And and our, and the thing that, mm-hmm. you know, that connects us, us like a beautiful thread is Allah, you know, is our love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our love to spread his message and his his deen and to meet people and invite them and to call them and to be the best versions of ourselves. Um, it's just a beautiful thing. Um, and then, so that was Roya. And then I obviously met Lemisa for the first time um, in the UK, the first time we went to the London event. Um, when we did our first ever live show. And then guess what? She it was she stayed for so long, she couldn't I told you, you can't go home. So I gave her my body, you slept in my bed. Uh I was like, there's no way you're going home. There's no way. I said, You're crazy. Um, you're sleeping over. But that was the first time she came. She met me, so sin. Like she met so many of us at once. And for a long time we were we were working online. And Lamisa, I remember thinking like, oh, like because she's she's like you know, like obviously when you work with her, you, you already get you already get this like a knowledge about her. But the reason why she came in there, head held high. I'm surprised I never peeped it before. Like you're not shy in any way. You came in there smiling at everyone. Um, and I and I remember thinking, I remember telling Sosin or saying, looking at Sosin, thinking, I think we we're overwhelming her because we were all talking to each other. Because you know TDS, by the way, you guys, all of us are always talking on top of each other. Ten million conversations are happening, and somehow we all understand each other. It's the most bizarre bizarre workplace you've ever seen and i remember thinking lamisa's just observing us thinking what kind of sick crazy people is this uh but you know she fit right in and then eventually she started to talk over <laughs> and now and now she's part of like you know that puzzle piece that always that was always there it was only meant for her to fill so lamisa and, and alhamdulillah i met you again in on in morocco so we had a great time as well uh, alhamdulillah alhamdulillah so it's so that's lamisa oh so when we met the new team members which were obviously hannah our lead producer and mina our production manager so technically i actually met hannah on stage okay which i this is why i love this because i feel like me and hannah have a meet cute a really cute meet cute it was a very cute romantic meet cute okay between um uh like a podcast uh voice and her like a t- essential showrunner you know and i didn't know who you were going to be to me in a few months time but i remember like we were imagine we we're doing a live show in london right the show that was sold out it was a really really beautiful experience it was just before ramadan um and uh, we had this, a segment at the end of the show where we were doing Q and A Q&A with the team and obviously the audience. And this is our first time in UK. It was so nerve wracking. I'm nervous, out of my mind. I was sweating for places I didn't know I could sweat. Like it was just a lot going on during that time. And Hannah was obviously in the audience. How do you want to tell me what happened? Tell us how it happened. How did we meet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me not try crying again. <laughs> um. But the, so the event was based on the first episode of season three, right? Um, the power of du'a, the making du'a and stuff. Um, <laughs> and I had a 
really emotional question. Basically, I'd just given, not just, I was like nine months postpartum. Um, I had my little boy in June 2022. Um, and so by then, yeah, he was nine months old. But yeah, basically, I, I took the mic and I asked the question because I had quite a traumatic birth. Um, and I had made dua the whole time I was pregnant. And it was during Ramadan as well. Every like every time I could make dua when it was raining, every kind of situation, I was making dua. Um, and I was specifically making dua not to have a C-section. Um, but <laughs> the birth after laboring for five days mm. <laughs> ended with a C-section. Um, uh, that was traumatic in and of itself. I saw the whole of my insides. <laughs> oh, subhanAllah. <laughs> yeah, they had like the lights on the top and I told them I can see the reflection and they were like, no, it's fine. We've got the curtain up. But then they dropped the curtain to show me the, my baby. <laughs> oh like, my goodness. I see all my organs. <laughs> oh my goodness, subhanAllah. But yeah, it was like they had to use forceps because he was so down. Obviously, I was laboring for five days. So they cut him as well. So he was on... He was on antibiotics, we had to stay. Anyway, it was all very traumatic. And so my question was, how do you over how do you come to terms with feeling like you've made so much dua, but not only was it rejected, but it was just completely the opposite of everything I asked for, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely the opposite. And so for a long time I was struggling with it. Like even praying, it was like I was just going through the motions. Like there was no real connection. I was just so angry. I was angry a lot. Um, and subhanAllah, like I, I feel like when I spoke and I asked the question, everyone started crying mm. because I just I, I had to be honest. I was like, I'm having difficulties rebuilding my trust and relationship with Allah. Mm-hmm. Um, and afterwards, so many women came up to me like. How, telling me their own experiences, whether it was with birth and pregnancy or it was like something unrelated. But everyone cries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, SubhanAllah. That is crazy. I, I saw people putting their eyelashes back on. Like people were like, I'm sorry. No. They, they had their eyelashes flipping in the sky and people tried to glue back on. They're like, oh girl. And I'm just like, hey, well, I kid you not. Like people are glued their eyelashes. And I remember thinking, yes. It was a lot, guys. Like, yeah, yeah. For like a good hour afterwards, I was just talking to people and people were just sharing their own stories. Um, but then um, my friend and also like former colleague, Sophia, we used to work together at the BBC. Then took the mic and she was like, oh, Hannah's also a producer. She's an audio producer. And funnily enough, like Solson had already listened to one of the podcasts that I did um, for the BBC. And so, yeah, it just kind of went from there. Yeah. And me on stage. I, 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 I felt so bad. I was like, no one came here to listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I imagine we pulled her from the audience to the stage. Now she's facing like 400 people. And, uh, and, and, we, and that was the first time I met you. I hugged you. And yeah. uh, I remember, uh, like, Sosin, uh, you know, shared something. It was beautiful. It was such a beautiful introduction and meeting. And, I, I mean, I remember looking at you thinking, wow, what a, what a beautiful person who went through so much. And, you know, it's still... Because as much as you, you know, you say that you're, you're angry at the time with Allah. At the time, I, when I looked at it, I didn't see anger. I just saw someone trying to find Allah in the midst of despair and grief. You know? That's what I saw. I saw somebody... Mm-hmm. Being di- feeling disappointed, but still looking for Allah at the time, you know, um, because, you know, people can just give up, but you didn't. You were there in a gathering where 
you know, everyone is like, you know, loves Allah and they're trying to find their journey and they're trying to get close to God. And, and at the time, it's so crazy because you weren't a hijabi at the time. Obviously, now things have changed so, so much and you've grown so much since the last time I saw you. Um, but it, it, to me, I just saw a beautiful person with, with the story. And now here you are telling it. And there were so many people in the room thinking, wow, that's me. Like, I, I understand that grief and pain that she's feeling. Um deeply so it, and, and it's crazy look at we hug it i remember we were, we were like shoulder to shoulder like this the third and there's a picture and there's a picture of us just like you know like um like holding on to each other as somebody's talking if only if i knew then who you would be later i would be like that's crazy you know like and and that's why i always say like you never know the people that you meet that come into your life and what they're going to mean to you or the things they're going to teach you and i could say that i learned a great deal yeah. Uh, from you and, and your life and, and the way that you live it, mashallah. And we've obviously become such good friends since then. It's so crazy. Sisters, man. Yeah, alhamdulillah, Sisters. alhamdulillah. So, Mihin and Hannah obviously didn't know each other from my knowledge, but Mihin and Lamisa knew each other. See how small the UK is? It's a very, very small place. Uh, Mihin, do you want to tell us about how we first met? First, actually, the better question is, what was your first impression of meeting like the TDS team? Because I know you met me, you met Sosa, you met Aisha, you met Lamisa. Uh, or did, did we meet Lamisa that summer? Yeah, we did. You met Lamisa that summer. Um, Lamisa wasn't there, you know, because I came to your Airbnb. Uh, and I was expecting Lamisa to be there, but she wasn't there. And uh, Noura was there. Noura was there, um, yes. And I remember, like, I was like, guys, I was so pregnant. I was I was overdue at the time that I came to meet you. I was, mm. I think I was one day past my due date. So I had missed the tour. I couldn't come to the events. And I was in my house and I was like, Guys, I was saying to my husband, I was like, the TDS team is here, they're in the UK, like, I need to meet them, I need to meet them. And he was like, okay, fine, I'm going to drive you down to East London, which is, by the way, like, two and a bit hours away from me. Oh, wow. And I, like, I remember I made a cake. I remember uh, a cake. Yes, I made did. a cake with a TDS on it. Yes. And I was like, I was so happy. And I opened the door and everybody just hugged, hugged, hugged. I remember Sosan pulling me into her chest. <laughs> and then Ada pulling me into her chest. And then Aisha, Aisha. Sorry, Aisha will speak to you as if she's known you her entire life. Yeah. Like, the loveliest. Noura, she was telling me, she was like, oh, you like these? I was like, I like your joggers. She was like, oh, let me send you the link. La, 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 yeah. la. And it was like, it was just this room full of people. Hannah, oh, you're pregnant. Let me give you every single yeah. tip. Like, it was it was just this room full of people that I felt like I'd known my entire life. I remember I had to go to the bathroom and take off my hijab because I was sweating. I was sweating from joy. Mm. I probably don't put that oh. on the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we were um, all sweating. It was kind of hot yeah. in there. Yeah, it was. It was like this tiny little place, and we were all crammed in, and yeah. so ordered like like ten million pizzas. Pizza oh my like god, five people. It's crazy. Um, yeah, but the thought about Lamisa, I knew before. Lamisa, we had met at a book club. Like I don't know, Lamisa, like six months before that, a year before that, a year before that, we just ended up sat next to each other. Um, and it was like one of those things where you didn't know anyone and, and they were like asking icebreaker questions. They were like, I'll turn to the person next to you, like ask them a few questions, whatever. And I was like, oh, where do you work? And she was like, digital sisterhood. And I was like, what? You work at digital sisterhood? <laughs> tell, tell me more. Yeah. And I was going like, oh, can you help me? Like, I would love to work for them. Can you forward my CV? And then Lisa was like, yeah, 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 I can do that. And then I got pregnant. So me and Lamisa were supposed to meet up and then I got pregnant and my whole world stopped. I didn't speak to anybody. My phone switched off mm. and it was finished. When I when I got pregnant, I disappeared. Mm. I did not tell anybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, first pregnancy is quite hard and like daunting, I would imagine. 
Uh, and you're just like, you just get sucked in that world very quickly. And like, it feels as though the world kind of stops. Um, but did you, so it, it was like, so the first person you told when you, when you were finally onboarded was Lamisa, right? Did Lamisa know that you were applying or like, how did that, or it was like a surprise when she saw you on the TV, like, what? What? No, she was like, she was like, um, I think I sent her, I think I sent her an email before I messaged her. I think I sent her an email asking her for a one to one. And then I was like, wait, I know this girl. Let me message her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, meeting you, Mihir, honestly, you know what made me so proud? I said, I cannot believe, maybe Lamisa Roy can also jump in this. I was like, I, I am so excited to have moms on the team. Like, that was a new level of leveling up I have ever seen, you know, TDS get to. It's, it's one thing to have women that work. It's another thing to have pregnant women working and contributing their work, having children. I mean, it took us to, like, now we were, like, we were calling, you know, Yasin and Swainur the next TDS generation, you know, uh, TDS Z. E or whatever letter letter they're gonna be <laughs> their generations. I remember I was like, I was like, this is this is the test because you know, like in this corporate world, guys, if you're pregnant, you don't tell them, you don't tell them. And I was thinking, should I, should I, like, what should I do? Should I tell TDS? And I got on the call and I was like, if these are real Muslim women, <laughs> they won't, they won't be prejudiced against me. And I said, guys, I'm eight months pregnant. Like, if you hire me, I'm gonna be gone. I'm gonna like give birth. Yeah, yeah. Um. And when, and I just remember either like screaming and being like, oh, tell me what's going on. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I made the right decision. Of course, what the hell? We're a Muslim institution. We do not <laughs> care about what, what that means. Like we see it as a form of barakah. Now, not only are are we supporting you, but there's a risk that comes. I hope it's so my Noor is also contributing. Whatever goodness she's contributing to TDS. What the heck? You know, yes, and, uh, she's always, always. and, and I, I feel like children are a source of barakah. So I, I, it's hard for my mindset to think otherwise. Um, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah for, for being a part of something that has those values. Um, but yeah, like having you giving labor, you were literally giving birth and you were talking about, I'll be back the next week. We looked at you crazy. We said, no, take some time off. Yeah, you take some time off and then you'll come back when you're ready, inshallah. So and it was and it was great. And I hope that we created that environment for you to, you know, safely come back, inshallah, uh, when it was time. But alhamdulillah, all, all of it is a ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a blessing. I mean, he, he ultimately is in control of all of our affairs. And so alhamdulillah. What I want to actually know from all of you guys, because, you know, you guys are a different, uh, you know, it's a mix of uh, the old podcast team and the new podcast team. What I really want to know is for the, from hearing from the newbies first, that's Mahin and Hannah, um, I want to know, like, why did you guys sign up to be part of this project? You guys knew, and I'm going to be real and blunt. You knew we were a startup. We knew that we were going through actually a huge transition, which made us even more precarious. Um, and second of all, also wanting to be a part of a project that was so, so beloved to so many people. And now here, I guess the fate of the podcast kind of rested on your shoulders. <laughs> that's not to be dramatic. Not to be dramatic. Not to be dramatic. But it, 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 now, like, the content shift was changing. And I'm going to be real. I'm going to be blunt with you, Hannah, okay? Um, you know, I get very close to my you know, lead producer in particular, because I want to be able to keep the vision aligned from before. So I was nervous. I remember so saying, she's like, Adar, you know, we have to get yourself a, a new, like, lead producer to stand a third. And I'm like, I, I don't know if I could take another heartbreak. I don't know if I could take another heartbreak. 
I don't know. Like I get really attached. Um, and, and, and I, and I need to, for me, and maybe this is a bit strange for other people, but for me, I needed to have a really strong bond and similar v- worldview with, uh, with the lead producer. And that was you, Hannah, obviously. And I wanted to be real with you and tell you what I was comfortable with participating in the kind of project I was trying to do, the kind of community I'm trying to build, all of that. So I was really nervous. Cause I'm like, how do you look at a CV and say, yeah, you know, she and yeah. I were good. <laughs> And also, even though I met you already on stage, I still didn't know too much about yeah, you. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, and but yeah, I was, I was nervous. nervous. Well, <laughs> like I was nervous because <laughs> you know what it is. Yeah, like I think having worked in like big corporations, you can kind of go under the radar a bit. Isn't there's not as much pressure because there's things in place that you can fall back on. There's a lot of like red tape. There's a lot of like you know other producers and it's 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 a lot easier to kind of coast as well um but I think I did want something I wanted a bit more of a challenge firstly so I was ready to leave Al Jazeera before I even got your message about joining so I was ready to give him my notice I was gonna like try starting my own production company and try going like solo um but I know that I've never really liked working solo <laughs> as well that's like though I can do it and I can get by I've never liked it I've always kind of enjoyed bouncing ideas off of people so when you came to me though it was exciting it was like oh gosh <laughs> this is a lot of pressure <laughs> there's so many people who love it and who not just love it but need it as well I think it's like a mm. a support system a kind of a comfort for a lot of people and especially when you're dealing with people's Dean and their slam and their akhira. I think it was just something as well where I was itching to improve myself and my Dean too. Like I wasn't, after having a child, it was like trying to find yourself again. It was like the one year after maternity, I went back into work. I was like, I can't work the way I used to. I can't be the person that I used to be. Mm. Um, and at first it was like a, a big fight trying to understand. Because I think a lot of the times when you see on like social media, it's like a thing of, women lose themselves when they have a child and so I was like really forcing and being like no I'm still gonna be me but it just wasn't working um and so like I was like I need to get on my dean I need to do this so it came at the perfect time I just took it as a sign and was like okay there we go let's do it and I think it was just really nice working with you and working with the rest of the team with Khawaya and Lamisa and Mahin it was just like as soon as I jumped in it was like ah these are my sisters, this is so sweet, this is so nice, and everyone was so nice. Um, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Yeah. So yeah, super, super grateful I took the Just honesty hour <laughs> with all of you guys. You know, the thing for me that was most difficult was at the start of the podcast, it felt like, um, at the team at the start, it felt like we were just figuring it out. But when you guys came, it felt like I had to spring into a leadership role. And that freaked me out a little bit because that's not, that wasn't, how it was before. And so the responsibility of how you felt, mm-hmm. how he felt, how Lamisa felt, how Khoya felt, and that work relationship, like all of a sudden felt like I, I needed to, uh, I needed to, it, it was my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Were they happy? Are they happy? Um, can they, people can't produce good stories if they're not happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they can't, they can't um, look for Allah in people's stories if they're not looking for Allah every day of their life. You know what I'm saying? And like I I'm like this uh like this I, I an anxiety bubble essentially and and essentially taking a leap for the first time in my life and and I, and I think Khoe can speak to this because you were there before mm-hmm. and you 
you instantly could tell the switch, the t- the changes that we were trying to make. And I remember Goye said to me, Adar, this is a good thing. And I remember the first thing I asked her was, does this feel different? Because I know last time, you know, things were great, but it was also extremely stressful. Um, and here we are attempting to have a team who have their role, like it, more, more, checks I guess, and balances. I wanna say, checks and balances, more like, um, I don't know how to explain it, more like, uh, evened mm-hmm. out a bit more in terms of even responsibility more evened out so i didn't feel like it was i'd say it was it's more fun in mm-hmm. my opinion oh, yeah. it's more fun now than it used to be before meaning or i feel like not more fun but like more enjoyable i, I still remember and i, I tell this story all the time but other and i one time we stayed on a google meet for like 12 hours like from 3 p.m my time to 3 a.m my time because we did everything uh... we do now in like Three weeks, two weeks, we did in the 12 hours. Yeah. I think before we were survival mode. We were just in complete survival mode. Like, yo, how do we just survive? Because imagine the audience had also even... And I, and I also want to speak to this too, and we'll get to Maheen. Is that, you know, it's no secret that the episodes have decreased. Even the projects that we, we share, we're, we're, we're going to have this like thematic of seven to eight to ten episodes in the future in clusters. Because for our mental health. For the sake of our mental health as people to be producing one episode a Friday and making it as spectacular as you've seen it, it's impossible. It's impossible for us to do that, to be human beings, to be people who, you know, who are Muslims, who are daughters, uh, mothers and all that stuff. It just didn't make sense. And But people had already like gotten to know us with this, this baseline of, oh, we're going to get a story every Friday, 20, 20 weeks straight, which at the end, we ended up being burnt out. And it ended up causing a lot of difficulty and struggle, and like it just—it was really hard. And I and and I, and I felt like I was letting everybody down because I couldn't meet their needs at every at every second. Everybody, you know what I mean? Like it was just a very, you know, the six months that we were on hiatus before we came back for Lumtember. That six month part of it was also like, for me, was looking in and saying, why do I always feel inadequate all the time? Why do I always, inad- always inadequacy is a looming thing. I'm not doing enough episodes. I'm not, in a, I'm not telling, I'm not doing what I need to do enough. It's just this looming inadequacy and only letting me into a pile of like my despair in that sense. But for me, it was like, for others, it's like, oh, we want more. But for me, it's like, I'm giving you the best I can give you. And they're giving me the best I can give you. But I promise you the seven or eight we give you is the best stories that you, I could, I could pour into my heart without... I guess killing myself for it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I can still be a fledgling being. So for I know a lot of I know a lot of uh, listeners are like, but things are different, and it's it is different. Things are different, you guys. You know, but the stories that we tell is not different. The sound we're putting in is not different. It's just more doesn't mean good all the time. You know what we're focused on more now is about quality, but also the self care. Of the people behind the scenes. Hundred percent. I mean, I'm a lot. I mean, we're all human mm. beings, and this year was the mm-hmm. hardest year for me, and the best year at mm-hmm. the same time, which was so confusing and so conflicting for I'm sure anybody who would experience that. But so, I, I, Hannah, it, it was you know, thank God you were who exactly who I thought you were. Alhamdulillah. I'm so grateful beyond beyond understanding like just the the type of person you are in receiving the bubbliness the fact that I can go to you and say I'm struggling with this or I'm dealing with this or I'm I I'm not comfortable the fact that you would receive it and listen to me without judging me you know is what I needed in order to be the kind of storyteller I wanted to be 
know what I'm saying? Um, and with you, I'm just a storyteller. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And um, and I needed that. I didn't need oh other the this person that's mm -hmm. like you know. I just needed someone to say, I see what you're trying mm -hmm. to do, and I'm seeing how you're using your gifts for good. Let me support you in it. It it's because and and I, I, they listeners don't know, but you pour you guys pour all of yourselves in it. Subhanallah, your your love for Allah, I can hear it in the way that maybe Lamisa writes an intro or in a narration, like a genuine pursuit of that uh, knowledge in Allah. You can hear it. Qawai is like you know uh, ability to to read and recognize a story that will touch people's hearts. It's because because she's often touched, you know. Um, and so she know what that feeling feels like, and it's just it's because you guys are full. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> I think just to, just to finish my point, <laughs> so I can go to Mahim for goodness sake, is that um, it's because of you guys as people as Muslims, we're on this planet doing the best that you can, and then giving a little part of yourselves to the world to support others in it, and it's the most selfless thing. I'm so lucky to witness, even the times where we are stressed. Subhanallah, we have two mothers on the team. We've never had mothers on the team. You know what I'm saying? And when you work with mothers, it's a different level of even POV of life. We don't have time. Are, you know, these women are, uh, they also don't have time. Well, they really don't. We have to be as diligent as possible. But also they're givers of life. They've given life. They've, they're participating in populating this world. And they also care about the world they're going to live in on a deeper sense. So for them, like when they want to make the world better, they have to. I want to. Khawai wants to. Lemisa wants. Hannah and Mahin have to. They have babies that are living and breathing, and they cannot fathom a world that has no Allah in it, that has no good in it. They can't fathom it. And so you've taught me, and you guys have taught me so much about what it means to be good first, you know. And 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 every inconvenience and annoyance I've caused you guys. I'm so sorry. But I just want to tell you guys, I love you guys for the sake of Allah and Tyler. And that is like, I know I said some love story proclamation of love for you guys, but I really wanted to say on the microphone because it is so true. It's so true, Allah. I, re I really mean it. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> crying on the microphone. Hello? Okay, listen. Everybody. <laughs> but um, I wanted to mention something when you were saying how you felt inadequate. <clears throat> uh, and I noticed it the other day when we were recording. Uh, and... I realized that you've grown so much since I've met you and you you were already working a year prior to when I met you, right? And you know when how no. I noticed it, Ella, was because mm -hmm. I remember we'd start an interview and then you'd ask questions and then at some point you'd be like, wait, 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 let me redo this. Let me do this again. I, I don't like this the way this sounds, right? While we were interviewing. Yeah. And it, yeah. we've, done, yeah. we've done like what? Three interviews uh, this past week or so, 10 days. And it never happens mm -hmm. because you're just getting more and more comfortable. And mm -hmm. I'm just seeing you grow and I'm seeing you more comfortable. And I Aww. love it so much. <laughs> so good, mashallah. Because there's times where it's oh, like, my God. where we write the questions beforehand. And I'm like, we you send do, it. But you just do it without having to look at the questions. <laughs> and then you hit every single point. It's so but smooth. And it still flows. No, it and it's amazing. Amazing. I don't. I feel like it makes me so much closer to all of you. Like just seeing how we went from this to this. Uh, obviously, you guys can't see it. I forget that we're in a podcast. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I, it means so much to me to hear you guys say that because I genuinely feel like a mess. I always do, you know, and I, I'm giving myself a lot of grace, you know, to say, hey, like, show up messy. They're not going to judge you, you know, 
um you're doing the best that you can um because i you know you guys i'm i really don't know a lot you know and i'm i'm trying to know i'm trying to know and i'm trying to be who better does? But i was like, gonna say yeah who, you know, one who does yeah. and two there's like knowing and skills that you need to learn and then there's being yeah. born and being endowed with skills that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you himself and other like mm. genuinely your inquisitiveness the ease that you ask questions the ease at which you make friends and that you make people feel comfortable those are things that you you can you can't teach those things do you get what yeah. i mean those are just things that you just say alhamdulillah for and you use those skills to do what needs to be done in this world Mihin was the first person I met before I met. I met Hannah on stage, but it was Mihin I did the uh, phone call with first. And, you know, Mihin was different, guys. I, I don't mean to, you know, like she was really different because she was very, like, analytical. She was very um, detail oriented. She was very quick and she was very organized. And I remember when I looked at her, I was like, oh, what a fresh breath, Eric, because I'm a chaotic artist. Like, I'm a chaotic artist. My mom's a mess. Everything's a mess. And just talking to Mihin for even two seconds, you feel organized. You feel put together. You, you do. You feel a bit more. Like, you do. Like, you just drank orange juice. <laughs> and you're like, you can do this. Yeah. And I, and I remember thinking, and I remember talking to Sosa about it, because Sosa was doing, um, was working on the hiring, and Nora was hiring. And I remember saying, I was like, I, I need a Mihin on this team. Like it's it's without we had seen already a few people. I said I'm done. I'm I met Mina. It's enough for me, you know. And it was I just the instant I understood. Like I said, you you make me feel like I don't got this boat alone. Does that make sense? Like I'm not like if I decide to leave the ship a little bit, I know Mahin can take the ship. It's like how you feel about an eldest daughter, you know. Like I I'm not to parentify you. I'm so sorry, Mahin. My eldest daughter, you really are. Antidius is the eldest daughter. I don't want to parentify you. But I, I, you give me a, such a sense of comfort, you know. I don't know. What <laughs> I, you know what? I don't mind being. I, if I, if TDS, if I'm TDS's eldest daughter, I don't mind if that's how I go down. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm so okay with that. <laughs> I just remember. I remember talking to you either, and I remember like I don't I, like maybe five ten minutes into the call, you went, "Do you have a type B personality? Will it be?" Yeah. And I was like. What? Is this a good thing? What is she saying? And she was like, I think, I think, I think it's think type, a, type, a, type oh, A, type A, right? Type A, type A, type A, right? Type A personality. And you, and you were like, and you stopped talking to me. You were like, Sosin, she's like you. Sosin, we need a type A personality. Yeah, we need a type A. We need a type A. <laughs> Mahin, Mahin gathers us all. She gathers us all. God, all Hannah, have you done this? Time. What about this? What about, and I'm like, oh, let yeah. me do it before Mahin asks. <laughs> No, that was that was the most stressful thing at the beginning because I remember Selson sat me down and said, "People aren't gonna like you at first, maybe." And I was like, "Huh? <laughs> huh? I'm joining my dream team, my my <laughs> sisters, my girlies, and you're telling me they're not gonna yeah. like me?" <laughs> and she was like, "You have to, you know, Selson's very to the point. She was like, that's what you have to do. Yeah. That's what you're here to do.' I was like, "Oh." okay 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 like peace of Allah like yeah. let's try and do this yeah. and then like yeah I think the first calls I could tell when I was talking to Khoya when I was talking to them and stuff it was a bit like oh like it's a bit it's a bit much it's a bit serious but yeah subhanAllah guys I have I have I have a creative I have an easygoing side I have an easygoing side you are way better better than all of us in the sense that you can get us together but you did it with so much love you did it with so much you leadership know, you, you know did it with what? so much grace 
You know what I'm saying? You let us be us. You never told us being us wasn't too much. You know, you you said, okay, it's cool. All put together. And then she had to leave, right? Because she was giving birth. Do you guys remember how lost we were without Mahin? After only a month of knowing (laughs) her. Yeah. I felt so lost. Sorry. But you know what? Me doing the production, (laughs) Mahin. When she asked Mahin, I hate it here. I hate it here. I hate it. She was like, oh, Hannah, I want to come back. Because I was so worried of putting too much on you, Mahin. Obviously, yeah, like, I remember how you so scared. I was so scared because I was like, that newborn face, that killed me. I was in the trenches, yeah. I said, bro, if I never have to do that, I'm cool. <laughs> I was getting beat daily. So I was like, I can't do that to her. I can't do that. But then when she asked, she was like, oh, Hannah, I'm going to come. Like, I was like, please. You guys know why that is. It's because, like, you guys, like, you're my inspiration, you know? And working with your inspiration, uh-huh. how can you give that up? I remember, you know, before we started recording this, guys, Ada uh, was asking us to think about, like, like high level, like, why did we want to join TDS? For me, I wanted to join... When I found out I was pregnant, I said, I can't just be doing an any man job anymore. I need my daughter to be proud of me. I need her to do something that she says, my mama did this. And I want you guys to know that, that that's the kind of thing that people are thinking when they listen to the podcast like that's how much strength and inspiration you give them that we actually want to raise our daughters on this like that's who you are you're those women like that's and amazing you're a part of and that, thank Mahi. you thank you for that oh my god you know my biggest fear what no i don't me honestly i remember when you said that because you said ah that i'm doing this because i need to say something about my life to my daughter that matters and i said you got the job <laughs> One hundred percent. Are you crazy? You got you got a bigger cause than TDS, baby. You got a bigger cause. It's not even about like TDS. You got a bigger cause for you. It's like my kid needs to know how they need to move after. A lot of companies don't hire pregnant women, and and I just want to say that with so much vim, that TDS is not that kind of company. You could come us on the bridge of I'm going to the hospital tomorrow night. If we believe in you. You're high, baby. That's pretty we'll, much we'll where I was. To, to... That is pretty much where yeah. I was. And you guys did not care. You said, ah, whatever. Um, and like that's, and I feel like that is, I don't know if this is consciously something you guys have been thinking about, but I feel like that has seeped into last season and this season that we're preparing right now. Like that knowledge that it's not just about our generation. Like it's about, it's about what comes mm. after. Like TDS is leaving a legacy and like TDS mm-hmm. is something that people can learn from that people like it we ha- you have a duty you have an obligation I feel like maybe that's the way you look at it and that when mm-hmm. you look at your work in that way it changes things 100% and it adds you know adds its own pressure but it's the thing that gives me meaning like I I, I like it's the reason why I, I'll drink an energy drink like I'm doing right now at eight in the morning <laughs> <laughs> Who does this? I and mean, he literally told me, are you crazy? I saw mind. that in the show. I, I said, said oh. I know, but I need to survive today. <laughs> like I need to survive today. Cause I, you know, I understand like what it's going to take from us, but I will say, you know, like I believe that Allah is trying to teach us something here is that it's important that when women participate in things like who they are, what they have, how much children have, it's irrelevant. You know what I'm saying? And all of these things just make them better. <laughs> it just makes them a better storyteller. It just makes them a better person. It just makes them more heartily. Like, I know, like, I, like I'm like i looking at you guys and I'm just at awe all the time, subhanAllah. And it's just, I'm just like, I'm so proud. Because when I look at your babies, I'm like, yes, yeah, the next TV generation. 
You know, like I, I'm thinking about they're gonna be the next thing <laughs> in a couple years. Send them to work. You know, send them to work they're now. Be, they're, they're they're gonna talk about this, and you know what's even too? It's a, it's an also archive, right? So Mahin, somebody's gonna hear the stories that you you managed mm-hmm. and exactly. produced, and right now, Subhanallah. By the way, I really want to mention. I mean, you're not just a project manager, but you're actually producing episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're 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 starting to write on them. You know, you're starting to basically you're becoming a director. Like it's like uh, it's like a cast in a movie saying I'm gonna I want to re- uh, direct the next episode that I'm in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so you're doing that, and it's like Lamisa's doing that too because Lamisa was strictly a writer. Now she's gonna start cutting tape, and I'm just dying of laughter because we're all cutting tape. We're all writers. We're all producers. Yeah. We're all just, you know, adding, I guess, who we are and what we believe in into the stories that are coming today. But my question to you guys is, okay, so I asked Mahin this question, I asked you again, but the, the older team, what was it like having new people in? Was it hard? Was it easy? Did you like them at first? Spill the tea. I want to hear the real. Don't give us the fluff, okay? It's a safe place now. We all like each other. But what was the real? <laughs> Let me <suck. laughs> I would say... I feel like I'm also new to the podcast team, by the way. I wasn't never in the mm. podcast team before August. I was always with Sosin doing mm. marketing and sales stuff. So I never knew what mm. it was like to be working in a team. It was always me and Sosin every single day, probably for a year, me and Sosin every day would get on our call. We'd talk about ourselves and marketing. And we were like <laughs> best friends, but it was just us yeah. two, you know? So it was not the same as how it is now where we're like the group and... It's, it's really different but mm-hmm. I feel like I was nervous I was nervous and I met Hannah in Lake District and then I was like okay actually this is chill like this is so chill <laughs> yeah. this is like nothing like, I can do this um but yeah I love it because I don't know I love it it's like you're on a group call with your friends and you're just chit-chatting and you just do some work as well on the side but yeah, and it's different from no. how t- tedious is so different from when I first started. I think completely different thing now, hundred mm. percent. When we first started, I would say uh, it was like, like you said, we were like a baby, like and yeah. no one strapping, like yeah, crazy. and everyone Still was are. doing everything. Like no one had a, a particular role. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but everyone did different things, right? And even if we didn't know how to do it, we would do whatever we were doing just for the sake of doing it. <laughs> but <laughs> I think now everyone's got their, like, forte, their passion, what they want to do. They're all involved in those things. And everyone has an expertise in the things they're doing. So it makes us that much better, you know? But you know what? Mm-hmm. Can I add something there to what Amisa said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like like that like the thing about everyone having their own passion and stuff like that that is true but uh, another thing like from the beginning with other other and to like maybe last week other said to me is again like I feel like your dream so much in jobs in this world that we live in now you have to settle mm. and at TDS you don't have to settle mm. it's not like oh you're stuck in this role and you need to do that you are constantly wanting to elevate and do more and contribute more because you're surrounded by inspiring people who tell you that you can um and who nurture that in you like guys can I can I say to people who didn't know this Lamisa you might want to cut if you don't want these details known about you Lamisa's only 20 (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that accomplished from like the first two weeks I was calling Lamisa and asking her for advice 
And like, mm-hmm. as a kind of parental kind of person, I don't ask younger people for advice. I don't do that. And I wouldn't have done it if I knew she's younger than me. I haven't mentioned my truth yet. But she's just wise. She's wise in her years. And TDS allows her to flourish. It allows all of us yeah. to flourish. Yeah, I agree. Oh I was 18 when we first joined. And Sosa never treated me like I didn't know anything. Do you know what I mean? But which is, she would just say stuff. I had no idea what she was talking about most of the time. She'd just say stuff. And that's how I learned. Now I can understand what she's talking about. But before, I had no idea what she said. I mean, if you believe in people's abilities, don't talk to them like they, they can't yeah. do it. Talk to them like they can. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but you know but, what? That's, yeah. that's a very like big TDS thing as well. Because when I first came as well, um, so Aisha and I were, came into TDS team uh, to do the French TDS, right? Mm-hmm. And then we realized I didn't have any background in production. <laughs> And so I joined the team just to learn a little mm. bit in order for me to take on TDS French. And then it just ended up like we postponed that and I just ended up in the podcast team for the last two years. Yeah. Number one fun fact is Lemisa and I worked at the same time, but I only met her in yeah, August exactly. as well. We never... Yeah. When she yeah. joined the podcast team, which is crazy yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> I just heard so about I, her. So technically I met... Yeah, me too. I only heard about Lamisa or like the uh, when we would do like the big uh, uh, town hall meetings, you know, once a month I would see her there. But that's about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I met all the new podcast team in August as well. And not gonna not gonna lie, I was very very stressed. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. I knew it was supposed to, it wasn't gonna be like before, and we had to like stick to a schedule, which was very different from what we used to do. Uh, and then Maheen went in a one on one, and I was like what am I going to tell to this project manager? I have a project manager now. <laughs> <laughs> so that was stressful. Yeah, yeah. But then it just, it just, it just flowed. Honestly, it just, it went so, it was so easy. It was so, so easy. No, it was it, amazing. Alhamdulillah. I couldn't, I, yeah, I wouldn't be, I don't think I'd be able to do this with anyone else or at least I wouldn't enjoy it as much as mm-hmm. I do. Honestly. And you know, the, you know, the crazy is the crazy part is everybody's sticking out uh, Korean hearts right now with their fingers. But I will say, because um, you know they can't see you guys. Um, but what I can say is that, you know, this is the beginning of, of the podcast team. You know what I mean? Like, there are so many people that are going to come. You know, I always say this, subhanAllah. I've been saying this D-Day. I said, there are people allowed to introduce us, to introduce us to that we don't even know that's coming. Just like I didn't know who Maheen was coming. Just like I didn't know Hannah was coming. Just like I didn't know Louis was coming. But they came. Right. And I, I see it as an invitation. Allah SWT invited them, you know, and they need to do what they need to do because they got they, they they got their decree and they got their path. And Allah has clearly something for them to fulfill that duty. And so I get so excited when I see how amazing this team is already. I'm like, oh, my God, is the one that's going to get bigger. There's somebody who's listening to this right now that has no idea is thinking, oh, I'm just a fan. And next year they're going to be something of, 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 of a big importance. To this, to this team you don't know and subhanallah like I, like you know Mihin, like you said and Hannah said and Lamisa said you guys were all listeners first you guys were all listeners and then you guys said what let me offer my skills to this institution to this platform to this movement that I think is so important and you guys came and you did it with all 10 toes down with everything in it but you know <laughs> and it, it's just, crazy from this side yeah. as well because Sometimes it's overwhelming when you think like, why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put me in this position? Because it's a thing where there's so much, I wouldn't say pressure, but so much responsibility, not just for the people within the team, but for the people that are listening. And as I said before, like coming from a place where I was really angry with Allah, like 
and then just feeling like this is this is a privilege to be in this position and so much like not just for our current lives but inshallah in the akhirah like because the messages that we receive of people making dua continuously mm. so talk about that. how shocking is that to go so i i actually wanted to know because i will say i think the thing about tds that makes it so special is you guys get a direct response continuously like you guys get like no. continuously direct responses of the work they do and i and, and i I don't know if you guys do that no. in the that you had worked before, but you guys are literally getting direct. Mm-hmm. You see the responses. How is that like? How's that been? Like, how's that feel for you guys? It's like, out of curiosity. The best thing in the world. <laughs> I get scared. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, because it's just. I I just. I feel like it's like um, like you know sometimes I'm so scared about like what are we actually all doing on this mm. earth? Like, Allah has put us here and. We're just like, I don't know. Like, An existential crisis. I'm watching, yeah. yeah, I'll be like watching, I'll be watching an episode of Bridgerton, having a, having a good time, yeah, and then I'll be like, oh, did they not put me on this earth to watch an episode of Bridgerton? Like, no, like, what am I doing? <laughs> but when I see those messages, I'm like, thank goodness, alhamdulillah, the work that we are doing, at least, we are doing good on this earth, we are making mm-hmm. use of our time. It means something. I don't know, that's for me. Why does it scare you, Hannah? Because it's just, again, I feel like it goes back to that that responsibility um, of, like, you want to do the best, but sometimes, like, with the capacity that you have, right? And sometimes people don't necessarily understand that you're already working at capacity. Um, So the listeners hear what they hear, but they don't see behind the scenes. And, And sometimes it's a bit scary in that you hope that they like it, you hope that they receive it in the way that you intended but they, that may not necessarily be the case because we've all seen in situations, even when you're having a conversation, someone taking it the wrong way, but you can correct it in the moment. Mm. You can be like, okay, pause, actually I meant this. But when it felt like there's so many listeners from all over the place, you're like, is my British South London twang gonna hit in the same way that I intend for it to be received? And if it's not, I can't correct it in that moment. So it's just, when you see the messages, you're like, okay, alhamdulillah. But I think it kind of also goes back to what you were saying, Mahim, of once, like, having a child and you're like, okay, I want to do more. So sometimes, and the other thing is, yeah, guys, I'm not going to lie, before I had Yasin, I was so calm with dying. (laughs) I know that sounds very morbid. I was so calm. I was like, okay, if I die, I die. What am I going to do about it? Like, do you get what I mean? It's like, like I'm dead. that's (laughs) me. But exactly, that's what I was, I was vibes, <laughs> purely vibes. <laughs> but now it's like, I don't want to die. <laughs> I've got, Aww. there's someone here that I want to teach. And inshallah, like, if I'm not around, he has the podcast to listen to. That's, it's that pressure as well. Mm. I feel like there's pressure from all sides. But I, when you're in, the, when you're in it and you're producing the pieces and you're editing, I feel like the pressure's not really there as much. It's when we start uploading to Megaphone that's when the pressure goes, because you know we're having conversations and like you guys might be feeling a bit anxious in the moment i'm like guys chill chill everyone chill like let's just get on with the work let's do what we can it's after when you deep it and you're by yourself at night or you're in the shower and you're just there like (laughs) this is pressure i hope it's landed i think that's that's where it comes but please guys send your messages good or bad 
isn't that one of the signs of of like the best believers like if you're like fearful of the acts mm-hmm. that you're doing like if you you know like if you're praying and you're always thinking like oh is my prayer being accepted mm-hmm. is my do being accepted is my good deed being accepted mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's a sign of someone that's, who's very close that's to scary as well because i'm like what did i do who am i why does Allah like me do you get what i mean my my biggest issue is like do am i like entitled to even be yeah. here like who am i why do i get to participate in this and am i good enough to be participating yeah. in something so big, you know? Yeah. And I think it just goes with everything else, you know? Sometimes you have, like, um, imposter syndrome and you're like, but I don't, like, this is not good and this is not, I, I can do better and there's probably someone else that could do better than me, etc. Because it's a, so it's a, about the dean and you're sharing other people's stories and they're very inspiring and you're like, am I good enough to be able to share these things? And I, mm. and I also know that it's not the way you're supposed to think because at the end of the day, we're all trying our best and we're all working and nobody here is claiming to be perfect in any way shape or form but you know there's always that thing in the back of your head and just to go back to the whole megaphone thing my biggest issue is when it's fr- it's friday and i'm oh, waiting no. for At the upload and i'm like oh my god oh my god and then i'm just refreshing yeah. the comments and i'm like okay <laughs> do they like it oh my god yeah. and you know and the thing yeah. is so I, I i've done this for a bit i remember we've done mistakes in season one where we had to correct it you know like i know what it feels like to to to, to, to not catch a mistake you know, and then and then be told, hey, you missed something here. But a friend gave me an advice that was really, really like I stick to I still stick to today. She said, you're going to make a mistake. You're always going to make it. You're a human being. You're going to make a mistake. Are you Allah? It's imper- It's impossible. You know, but what Allah wants from you is to be humble enough to correct them and to say in front of everyone that I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. That's what Allah wants mm-hmm. from us. They will tell you this is impacting my iman. And it's like, obviously, it's not us that's impacting their iman. It's Allah sometimes who's impacting their iman, right? But when you're a custodian, when you're a means, right, you also want to feel good enough to be chosen by Allah to deliver whatever it is that he wants to deliver to his slave. And so I remember I went down that dark, dark tunnel of, but I'm a sinner. You know, I, I'm... Yeah. I'm a sinner. Like mm-hmm. I'm a sinner. Like how can mm-hmm. I be, you know, be a part of this? How can I do this? And it's like, and I, I again, <laughs> my other friend was like, "Excuse me, you're a sinner always and forever to the the cradle to the grave," you know. But what you need to do is repent. Like you need to be a, you need to repent often. Like that's who you need to be. That's how you, how all of us as Muslims are supposed to be. Does that mean that we start participating in khayr? Does that mean? Does that also mean that you don't tell the truth when you know falsehood or lies are being spread? Even if you know one piece of knowledge, it's a wajib that you share it. Even if you feel like you're just not the right person to do it. You know, we never told anybody that we're teachers. We're, we're students. We're students, and all, the guests that come on to, onto these pockets are students themselves, students of life. You know what I'm saying? Students of trying to get close to Allah SWT. Just slaves who are saying, this is what I've learned on the road. Now, out of curiosity, I'm just curious. What are some stories and narratives that you want to tell in 2024 and beyond? Like, what's something on your bucket list? Do you know what? I think this upcoming season, um, though it's been very hard to work on, not because, not, not for, like, the technical difficulties, more for, like, the content itself and the mm-hmm. amount of, like, emotion and, like, the, the strength that you need just to work on it when you're hearing, like, such hard-hitting stories um I'm I'm eager to share that with people I'm in that Mm. it's just because it's just such a difficult time for the ummah Mm. right and it feels like left right and center which is 
that people just coming for us, you know, it, whether it's yeah, in the West or if you're literally on the battlefield. Um, it's just a constant, constant bombardment. Um, but it's like, I, I think I saw one of your tweets either in that, mm. oh, you think like they're almost trying to come together now. Wait till the best of months in Ramadan, inshallah. Yeah. And that really gave me hope because I'm like, doing these stories, I've been making du'a, right? And you're like, oh, mm. making du'a for the people that we're talking about, but also against the oppressor, right? And the oppressors, because mm. there's multiple. Mm-hmm. And you said that, I said, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I can't wait to make that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know what? You know what I was thinking? You know what? You know what gave me chills? You know the bunch of the best. The, the reason why I like Ramadan is extra, like so impactful, is that even the weakest of us in faith outperform. Hundred percent. You know, what? <laughs> so that's what I think. Imagine the one who is like you maybe right now it? isn't praying all his five, right? He's not praying all his five, but he's making dua and stuff like that. But imagine the weakest of us in the best of Ramadan mm-hmm. and the best of us in Ramadan. You try to tell and and we're seeing each other every night in Tahajjud when we know how safe we feel in the house of Allah but we know that's not safe everywhere else mm-hmm. and we're standing in Salah and we're doing dua al-Qunut. Are you crazy? Oh, this Ramadan is going to be the scariest for our oppressors. It's going to be the scariest Ramadan for our oppressors. Our oppressors, if you're listening, watch <laughs> out, bro. You about to get the scariest. Scariest. The eyes are going to be flying everywhere. The devil's locked up. Mm-hmm. The best of us is outside. The worst of us is outperforming. We're making dua. We're standing in prayer. We're shoulder to shoulder. We're praying at night, baby. It's up for. It's up. It's D day for the oppressors. It's D day. <laughs> Bullets. Grr, grr, bullet. It's up for everybody, fam. It's up. It's up. Like it's, it's one of those things. It's up for everyone. Yeah, so- like it's like. Isn't there like a TikTok sound that says, uh, "My enemies, watch out. Today, today is not the day. You don't want to catch me. You don't want to catch me. Build Ramadan. Feel Ramadan. You don't want to catch. You want. And everyone's gonna catch it. All the oppressors. Biden's gonna catch it. <laughs> The Chinese government's gonna catch it. The Israeli government's gonna uh, catch it. Uh, Islamopho- uh, Islamophobia is gonna catch it. Everyone is catching it. It's up. I'm just saying Time's it's D Day for everybody. Time is up. You know, and so t- literally, me too, baby. <laughs> it's up. It's but up. I think, so, I think inshallah. Khair. Definitely like working on that season. But do you mean the, the next, the subsequent season as well? Mm, mm. That one I'm really But what? Yeah, mm. we can't take you guys. We have so many things coming up. <laughs> no, but you, I, I, and I, and I know every listener is gonna be like, just tell us. But I'm gonna tell you guys, the, this Ramadan is gonna be a very powerful uh, a season. But the one after that is gonna be, <laughs> you guys are literally not gonna, you, you and I every Friday, is is that's it, and it's gonna be probably the most talked about season in my opinion. Is the one that's gonna come out in the fall, inshallah. It's gonna, I feel like it's gonna be the most talked yeah. about. I feel like we have episodes coming out in Ramadan that's gonna be very talked about. Oh, um, yeah. Because we're really pushing the envelope. We're really pushing the envelope, inshallah. We're trying something different but, as well, guys. Like, I, I do want to kind of give that disclaimer, and inshallah, you guys still yeah. support us. <laughs> because yeah, that's, that's been a bit of a, a worry yeah. of mine. Because it's like, are we trying a bit too differently? We're trying, of course, to stick yeah. to TDS guidelines, yeah. but. Um, Inshallah, if it's a bit different, please do give us your feedback. We do obviously yeah. really appreciate it. And inshallah, we can grow from that. But just to the rest of the team, yeah. don't give away too much, guys, in your responses. Yeah, just... I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so sorry. I know Hannah's looking at me like, you're talking too much. But anyways, outside of that, Khoya, is there any narratives that you haven't yet explored? The thing is, I feel like we will just keep teasing the next season. But for me, 
I'm not talking about the next season particularly, but I'm excited to see how people are going to react to it. Because if they react in a good way and they're really like invested in it, I really like that the what, what we're doing. I, uh, yeah. I really want to keep working on very meaningful stories and like impact people and like try to make a change. Uh, how small it might be, but like contribute to it is like what excites me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. I have a. I have somewhere else to go with it. I have something on my bucket list. And this mm. is inspired by someone that we met uh, recently, that we met on the retreat. Mm. Um, mm. Fatah, if you're listening, we love you. It's just inspired <laughs> by you. Okay, when we were on the retreat, there was a there was a lady, there was an Ethiopian sister, and she uh, she was an older an older lady, and she was there with her daughter and her friend, and she said to me, I sat down next to her on the first day, and she said to me, oh, like, who are you? Like, what's your name? I explained, I'm from TDS. I said, you're from TDS? Where's Ada? Where's, where's Ada? Bring me Ada right now. I said, oh, I'm sorry. Ada's, Ada's still on the plane. Ada's stuck right now. She's having a bit of a situation. And she, with oh tears my. in her eyes, explained to me that every time an episode comes out, her and her family sit together and they all listen to the episode together. Mm-hmm. And I know that you guys have thought about this before. I, like, I know that we know it's intergenerational, but in my head, like I hadn't pictured... I hadn't pictured so many old women listening to the podcast. So I would like mm-hmm. to bring more of them on it. Like, I think she was telling me how Habba Rahma's story was really, really hit for her. And mm-hmm. um, I would like to have, like, imagine if we had really had Habba Rahma. I know we think she's an angel. But, like, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to have more intergenerational conversations, more older women. I think yeah. that would be really, really, yeah. really nice. Yeah. I, I, it's interesting because I feel like her name is Hannah Brooke that. Yeah, until yeah. generational because a lot of parents started listening from that episode and they've stuck with us since then. And it, I like, I said this in I think the last wrap up, but that's the part that impacts me most is that that episode, I, I guys, and I've I've said this, I think I've said this before, maybe I have not. That episode was I was scared to death at how it was going to be taken by particularly my community because so my community, mashallah, they're the best and the greatest community. In my opinion, because I'm being biased, by the way. Um, but there also, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of stigma in our community. And mental health is one of them. Big one. And so I didn't know how I was going to take it, but wallahi, I'll never forget. After two weeks of hiding in my room, after the episode came out, I went um, to the masjid. And I was met with, el- uh, the, obviously, the elders in our community with tears in their eyes, hugging me. And I was so scared. I don't remember just burying my, like, burying my face in their chest. I'm like, oh. I didn't know if you guys were like, we loved it. You did the right thing. How you told the story. You honored her. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. Amal did such a great job and how she explained it. And I just, I remember thinking, this is what impact looks like. It's one thing to impact one generation or Gen Z or millennials, but it's a completely different ball game when a story can be told from our perspective and it resonates with a generation like them, from them. Because it's two different worlds, what they lived and what we lived. I mean, like, our parents were from a war-torn country. I've never even seen a war-torn country. You know what I'm saying? And so it's, it's the narratives and the perspective of life is so different. And I feel like the gap is even large between us. For many of you, especially for immigrant households, the gap is massive between our parents and the generation after. So that episode, the fact that it made it smaller and the fact that it was content that they listened to with their daughters in their car, honestly, all I can say is alhamdulillah. Yeah, it's just yeah. I, I was gonna I was gonna say because like my mom, um, she's gone back and listened to every single episode. Every I couldn't get her off my Spotify account. She, <laughs> oh, I love I said that. I need to make her own one, Jarin. But she's always said like, yeah. 
because she was never <clears throat> given the opportunity to really learn Islam for herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's for her listening to it. Um, why am I getting emotional? <laughs> um, she, um, I think for her, it's just like seeing Islam in practice um, in different walks of life. Because I think for a long time, she's been made to feel like the way she does it is wrong. There's obviously the fundamentals, right and wrong, and this is halal and haram. Outside of that, you know, obviously people have their own cultures and their own ideas and ideals. Yes, spirituality. Basically, the manifestation of spirituality, subhanAllah, is the part that is so powerful that we don't get to explore enough. How that story and their relationship with Allah uh, expands or grows or deepens over time into hardships is, is what really connects us all. But um, I actually want to answer this question too, but let me say, I'm really curious to hear, like, is there any narrative or storyline that you kind of want to explore that we haven't yet, like, explored yet? I really want us to be fearless this year because I feel like there's so many <laughs> things that we've felt like are holding us back, but we've pushed mm-hmm. through them and we continue mm-hmm. to push through them since the start of TDS, since the inception of TDS. It's always been about mm-hmm. pushing the envelope and doing things that people mm-hmm. don't want to hear and doing things for the benefit of our ummah. And that's not always mm-hmm. going to be comfortable. It's not always going to be things that people want to hear, but it's necessary. And mm-hmm. I just like the way that we're going with TDS. I like the path that we're going down, which is continuing mm-hmm. to do things that stand out and are mm-hmm. different and are needed for people to hear. Because some stories, mm-hmm. you know, are very hard to find and we put them out there mm-hmm. and it's good for the people, for the people, mm-hmm. <laughs> for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I really just want to continue doing that this year. I just want to be fearless and I want all of our yeah. members to be reminded, like that's what we're here to do at TDS, and we yeah. don't, we're not, we're not like, we're not, we don't have any, what's the word, like, where, responsibility. We don't have any thing that we need to follow. We don't have any rules that we need to follow. It's all up to us. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, I and I, it's interesting because I think that's with the mindset we are in making the new season we we have to force ourselves to be fearless a little bit um and it's scary because when as a platform gets bigger and the audience gets bigger it, the responsibility gets bigger and that's something that weighs very heavy on us but the responsibility also can't put a tape over our mouths yeah it also shouldn't stifle or stifle our 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 vision to push and say, hey, this is a narrative that needs to be talked about. This is the pain. This is a sore spot. This is a narrative that we, we don't often explore, and we need to. We need to go there. Um, our religion goes everywhere. It doesn't shy away from any question or mm-hmm. um, issue, nothing. So why are we afraid to go there? Just because society or what people told us, it's not. This is, this is a podcast about deen. This isn't about culture or society. You know, it is about society in, in um, hindsight, but in terms of, like, how are we how are we making society better? Not how society is policing us. Does that make sense? Exactly. Um, but I will say, you know what story I would love for us to explore? Uh, a story about FDM. We haven't gone there. And I would really, really, really like to tell a story about FDM. If you're a listener and you have a really good story, maybe you experienced it, definitely email us. I really want to talk about FDM. I also want to talk about, I know this is really random, but I want to tell a story of a princess. I don't know. It sounds so random. It's like, what does that even mean? But like, a st- 
Yeah, a real one, like a fallen prince, maybe even a fallen princess, mm-hmm. like a princess that was one but abdicated. Adam, you know? you, you've why, watched you know, the princess and the marine, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> listen that's a that's a the film but listen the reason i don't even care about but the reason why i want to tell stories about princesses is because the islamic world has always had royal families you know what i'm saying and we've always had uh monarchs and we always had like royals. so i just wanted to explore a story even a family who might have been from royals or you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and stuff like that um i just i just i think that that's it's an interesting story to tell um about from an islamic or from a muslim world world you know world view of like i don't know if you guys know the fa- the, the royal family Bernay just got married their, their, mm. their prince got married mm-hmm. you know like so, uh, jordan's uh 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 you know uh prince also got married there is just a plethora of things going on i would love to tell stories from um that we don't quite have an insight on but we know everything about non-muslim royals we know everything about non-Muslim monarchs. We know everything about, but we don't know nothing about like the Muslims uh, that are have monarchs themselves and what they're doing. What are they? Are they are they, are they good people? Are they not? Mm-hmm. Do they do charity? Do they follow the Sunnah? Do they? You know, like what what is their view of the world and government? And like, what are their biggest? Like, I just I just fascinated <laughs> by it. I was like, I just would love to tell a story about a royal or even a fallen princess or even a warrior. Um, uh, in a different in a, in a different sense okay so my last question for you guys and I think this is a really good one because a lot of people are really inspired by TDS's work right uh, by your work by your efforts that they also started to do the heart work as, as um, Nora from our directors uh, describes it she describes TDS as heart work you know um, and sometimes heart work isn't easy heart work isn't like it's just not easy because it like forces you to to work from here and not maybe from your brain or your pockets or rationale, but just from the heart. And so what advice, because we, we get this in the DMs all the time, people telling us, oh, I started this project because I was inspired by an episode or besides the fact that the way that you guys do things. And I think that's so amazing because if TDS isn't inspiring people to do more hard work, then what is it really doing? So alhamdulillah, that's the case. So you guys being obviously in the center of this like hard work, what advice would you give other people who are either working on hard work right now currently or who are thinking about you know doing more heart work in 2024 right allah i know i know it's an obvious one but you like you have ask allah to put baraka in the work that you're doing ask allah to purify your intentions if he's what brought me to cds i'm sure he's what brought a lot of us to cds um that is like the main one for me just just constantly ask yourself is what I'm doing true to myself and is it true to my religion? Mm. That's powerful. Absolutely. It's very easy to get into your own little bubble and just kind of stay in yourself. But I think it's so necessary to have good people that you talk to um, and that you can kind of like bounce ideas off of and it doesn't feel as lonely um, because sometimes it gets very, very lonely. and I think as you grow older, you you know, you go through life stages and it makes you more, feel more lonely. I remember my first idea seeing like those first few months up at night breastfeeding. I was just there like, it's just you and God right now. So you just really just be conversing. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely important to have a good set of friends that you can talk to and talk to um, often. And I think in person as well, like take yourself out of your bubble, force yourself out try different things, go out. You don't have to just sit and talk with your friend, do different activities together, you know, build that bond. 
And I think inshallah that, that defo does help. I just think you have to know what you're going in to do it for. You have to know what your intention is and you have to remind yourself of your intention the whole time. I think for the last two years, I've had to remind myself of my intention a lot when it comes to TDS because you can get carried away when you see what could happen and like aspirations and dreams but you need to remind yourself what you started doing it for and the intention of it all so yeah I think quickly just going off that um it's normal to have peaks and troughs like ups and downs um and to not beat yourself up when you're in the downs because it even personally it still happens currently in a down moment and you find yourself like just saying quite negative comments to yourselves and that doesn't help anyone it doesn't help you it doesn't help the people around you I just I think just pause reminder it happens to all of us and I think again that's why it's good to have good friends because then they can remind you when you when your internal voice is not working as it should be I think very big on renewing intentions just renew your intentions all the time when you're in your downs and your good moments it's always good to step back and just think okay why am I doing this for and what's the reason behind it and uh, obviously when you do when you start the efforts you don't always see the results very quickly but I promise just this little percentage of like a uh, result that you end up seeing is worth every everything every effort every down and bad moment mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm Absolutely. I think uh, to add to that really is when you're doing work that is hard work or that is work centered around Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, increase in your private good deeds, um, your private prayers, your private affairs, because if your best work is the work that you're doing publicly, that can mess with your intentions. If the best part of you is the only was the work that only people can see, that can mess with your intentions. Um, and so uh, I got this advice from my teacher many, many, many times. I said, you know, since you're doing work that's very public, you need to increase in your private ibadah, your private dua, your private relationship with Allah You need to increase in the Quran. You just have to do that. You can't be um, <clears throat> the champion for people um, and then have a faulty relationship with Allah Taala, Have a, a, a strained relation with Allah. Does it make sense? Um, and so, and, and, and just as Hannah said, you're going to have ups and downs, low, high imans, and that's going to be part of that journey in that heart work. But it's also, it's always about coming back. It's always about, you know, retrieving, coming back to your cave, you know, as a person, I used to, you know, go to Cave Hira and, and, and find that solitude and that reminder and really reset again. That's normal. You're a human being. You need to reset. Um, and yeah, and I think that balancing of intention, making sure your sincerity is so sincere is is to increase in private worship and private charity and private everything. Like have a private life, fab. Like with Allah, have a really, really good private life. Um, and and have a good, have a deed that nobody knows about. That's only between you and Allah. You know, things like fasting is really good because nobody knows if you're fasting. You know, unless you tell them. Like that's good. You know, um, fasting. I always they always say it's one of the best virtues because it's just it's a type of ibadah that only is between you and Allah. You know, and so things like that and increasing is, is really, really good. But yeah, you guys, that's beautiful advice. And I'm excited for everybody's hard work in the future, inshallah. For for everyone that's listening, that's thinking about maybe starting a podcast or starting something um, to support or to uh, amplify or to aid the ummah. May Allah Sata make you successful. Mm-hmm. May Allah Sata choose you because you need to be chosen. Allah Sata chooses his custodians. He chooses his means uh, of people he wants to use for good. Ask Allah to make you of those of those means. Thank you guys so much to the team. Jazakallah khair. Barakallah feek. 
Oh my God, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode, inshallah. Um, and you already know before I go, I have to give my credits where they're due. Yet me. I'd love to give a shout out to our assistant producer, Khawaya Bazid. Jazakallah khair for this incredible mastery of an episode, for putting it together the way that you did. Uh, I loved every minute of it. I want to give a shout out to our lead producer, Hannah Aden, our graphic designer, Wasiba Fada, our project manager, Mahin Khan, our marketing extraordinaire, Sosan Abdullahi. Thank you guys so much. And thank you to all of our teams that joined, came together, you know, moved their schedules around to ensure to do the episode. I love you guys so much. And uh, I love you guys. I've been saying it 10 million times, but I love you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys. And yeah, thank you for doing this episode with us. All right, guys. Assalamu alaikum. I will see you guys, as always, next week in your... in Well, not me stuttering not on my outro. What? Let me do it again. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week in your ears, in your speakers, telling you a good story.